Welcome to the Battle of the Willamette Podcast. Everybody loves the Ocho, I know, on this call. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Slumlord, you were the nine ball last week. But we, we are in the 10th season of the Battle of Willamette Podcast. The D- and we're partly in person, partly via Zoom. Uh, it's an exciting week. So uh, we got Justin and CJ. How are you guys doing? I love the, uh, the, cozy, the coziness of this Zoom call. Uh, I'm just going to paint the picture of everyone at home. CJ is snuggled in on the lap of Justin, and there's a, a caress of the dark beard there. And so it's, it's a beautiful thing. How are you guys? Well, we're good. I, uh, I didn't. I hope to have internet at the uh, the new Casa de Boise. You know, like when you invest in the league, you invest fully in the league. And so I, uh, the family and I thought it was a good idea rather than paying for hotel rooms out here in Boise. We'll just, we're going to be coming out here for years to come. So we uh, invested in a little condo, um, only taking two to three uh, league members to stay in it next May. But um, dibs, yeah. dibs. I mean, some of the beds are small. We'll see how it goes. But uh, no, we're out here. Internet's not in yet. So I am uh, I'm elbow to elbow with uh, the commish right now. So we'll see how how that goes. Yeah, and I do think that it's important to have a satellite office in Boise. If this is where all the action is, you know, for every franchise, it doesn't make sense to not. Yeah, I'm somewhat surprised that no other league members have done it. Uh, before me i mean bud has one it's just he's confused he has it in Coeur d'Alene and that's so far but maybe you guys can move it to boise still in idaho still respectable but you know i will i will work on the uh that side of the family and see if they can get the summer home up for rent in the boise area and see if we can just start utilizing that so yeah but sad that i'm not there with you it looks very cozy so it is. There would be room for you right here. We we actually could fit I could dig, you. I, I've got such a big behind. I could do one cheek on each knee and then it's like <laughs> the beautiful how about, thing. How about one of us on each leg? Oh, I could, it could be like, uh, it'd be like a Santa Claus thing where you got to just sit on my knee. It's like, bro, the boys, the holidays are coming around. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're, you know, you're seven feet tall, but you, you end up having to haul people around that you know is, that, that is that is true and except moving on <laughs> moving on we're trying to keep this thing under 30 minutes so a lot of excitement planned for this uh this podcast this weekly recap uh a lot of cj is going to share with us some potential implications that are out there some news and nuggets we'll hit that game of the week next week and then uh so you guys ready to jump right into this let's do it all right Let's, oh, I'm not queued up here. Oh, jumping into my email didn't go through. Oh, how can I not know about this game? Uh, <laughs> one quick fact. We're going to start with the hip hopopotamus versus the new guy Slumlord. Uh, the one thing that I didn't want to call it out because you don't ever want to say that you're going to win, even going into Monday night with a big lead. Uh, <laughs> the, only, the only guy that Slumlord had playing was I likely? And I was like, not likely. Wink, wink. Come on. 
I likely will win. <laughs> I likely will not win this matchup. I likely regret this waiver pickup. <laughs> I likely should not have traded Nixon. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. All right. So, CJ, let's get into this. Uh, Hip Hop Apotamus uh, versus our guy Slumlord. What do you got? All right. 159 to 92. Tua and Tyreek dropped 57 points and the second best stack of the week. We'll get to the first later. Ertz has his 15 points and is quietly having one of the best tight end seasons of the year with 113 points. And only Kelsey with 170 and Andrews with 121 have more. So that's great. Hip Hop Suck Up has another 13 and is second in the league with 98 points um, for the season. So, hey, Suck Up's really crushing it for you there, Hip Hop, at the kicker. You know, and you've hung in there with them. It's great. Drafting kickers, that's what you got to do. Slumlord, another tough week. Zero points on the bench. So, you know, due to injuries, bye weeks, suspensions. Um, only Miles Sanders and Eric Kendrick showed up each with 15 points. Um, Hip Hop's still in the hunt for the division title at six and one and can clinch the playoffs with a win and an Electro win this week. Wow. Wow. And I know that everyone's saying the mix and trade might have made it different, but it wouldn't have. We did no. the math. Yep. We looked into it. He still would have lost. I think it was probably a good trade on his part. I think that we understand what Slum's doing. He's fallen into the camp that is preparing for next year. But really, let's not bury the lead. The story is hip hop eponymous. Mm. And what he's doing this year has got to be one of the biggest turnarounds that we've seen in league history. He's already gotten the comeback team of the year. I mean, there's no question about it. And, and Tua might be the comeback player of the year. Wow. Him or Saquon. I think that's what it's going to come down to. I didn't know the Ertz information. I think that that's super valuable. We'll see what he does. It's funny that he continues to have Aaron Rodgers on the bench. I've thought about trading for that guy, but I will not trade for another quarterback ever. So you might as well drop well, that yeah. bastard. <laughs> Congratulations to hip hop. Yeah, it's the funny thing is we talk about this, like it's a totally different place than last year and the year before, but it's just like, the the triple f slack channel is one of my favorites because we like it's a get like who would have thought this pairings of people would do this well and some other pairings of other people on other teams it's just like like i'd love to think that i had the crystal ball and madam b was helping me through like it's just yeah, a guess it's just a gamble who would everybody had written to off can't throw broken hip I'm all can't throw him on my bench. He's a good <laughs> guy. Why not? Burgers, all burgers. And and hats off to the Battle of the Willamette management to create a safe space like the triple F, where you can just go in <laughs> and let everything out and know that it's a super safe space. So have at it, leaguers. F F F. Yeah. And, and and I'll just say about Tua, it's like not only is Tua, you know, he's in your top 10. You've started him twice, right, which is great. But he's also got the biggest bench burger of the year. Like, Tua's doing great. You know what I mean? 65-point bench burger. 
You don't want that on your bench, but you got it. You got the record right yeah, there. Yeah, that's a good point. Without that bench burger, I mean, if you if you play him that week, he's probably the number one. I, again, I'm not a statistical guy, but probably the number one quarterback in the league. You know, we, we could check into that. We'll check into that. We'll let the leaguers do it. Nice. That's, that's what they do over at uh, the other podcast. We'll just let the other people do the work. Yeah. Exactly. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Second game of the week. Our uh, It's the battle of the horned helmets. Gore versus our guy, Electro. CJ, what do you got? Well, Gore wins a low-scoring game. We're only Christian Kirk's 21.6, which is projections on the entire on their entire offense. Gore's team stunk it up. Electro waiver pickup with Josh Palmer, which was good, leads the way for his team with 18.6. But in a week where Electro can't fill the kicker and DL spot, Gore wins in ugly fashion. Gore stands alone at the top of the West. Gore overtook Slumlord for most points from the draft. Ooh. And Gore can clinch a playoff win. He can clinch a playoff spot with a win or a hawk attack win. Well, we know a hawk attack win's not going to happen, likely. So <laughs> I think that's fantastic that he can clinch a playoff spot with a win. But let's keep our eyes on this game. But is it funny that Gore's counting on hawk attack? That's the crazy part. The double horned, but he's probably not counting on him. He's definitely not counting on him. <laughs> Here's what's so interesting about Gore. Kamara put up the big week last week and came back to earth with nine points this week. Jacob's huge week last couple weeks comes back to yeah, earth with yeah, 11. Yeah. His big tight end purchase that he made and Taysom Hill comes back to earth with a point. He had a terrible week and still moves on because it's obvious that our guy, Electrocutioner, is in next year mode. So um, <laughs> chalk, chalk, chalk. I'm going to throw it. I think we buried the lead a little bit here again. I think that we, uh, based on pickums that we all watched, hopefully, hopefully everyone watched it. Did you watch it? Of I course. Watched. Yeah, of, yeah course. of course. Hopefully everyone watched it. it at this point. We knew that it was chalk all the way across. Bud doesn't know what we're talking about, by the way. I missed last week. I apologize. Terrible way to call it. You got the broom, by the way, last week. A lot of brooms, but for you, for you. Oh, nice. I need to go back in. Gore was very beatable this week, uh, and it didn't happen. So, uh, ugly win to Gore, and we're moving on. Moving on. Uh, just as I know, the tough thing is you were out of town and you were not able to uh, witness any additional um, parking violations from Gore. But uh, I did like how he tried to get into the Slack channel and, you know, revise his comments and, you know, clarify what really happened. And so that's, you know, <laughs> still an a-hole. So always, always good to know that people are trying to chime in on Slack. Mm, it's hard to unsee what happened. <laughs> Moving on. He got me. Oh, versus our guy, Hawk Attack. DJ, tell me about this barn burner. All right, another another beauty. 137 to 99. He got me takes the win. Goddard leads the way with 24 points for he got me. 
<laughs> Dallas Goddard, the man. Which is the first time anyone would ever say Goddard left beats the way on anything. Continue. <laughs> well, only two players, Goddard and Franklin as linebacker with 14 reach projections for he got me in the win. Agatek, ETN continues to flash as the only running back in that squad, which is great. ETN is the only player to eclipse their projections on the entire Hawk Attack team. Um, Hawk Attack was unable to field the DB and defensive line and also losing his coveted linebacker, Divine, Divine Diablo. Diablo. Early in that game, he got one point out of his whole IDP squad. This oh. So he got me continuously scoring for traded points. He got me can clinch the playoff spot with a win and an electro win. Do we call this a game or do we call this a slap in the face? <laughs> he got me decided to go to the middle of nowhere and hunt for his first time with two bad knees. <laughs> it didn't seem to work out for him. Meanwhile, Hawk Attack started a guy by the name of Divine for Divine Intervention. <laughs> we know where this was going. Hawk Attack loses again. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Well, we're about halfway through our, uh, well, we're exactly halfway through our pickups in here. I thought this was a good time to, I mean, I'm not sure what was worse, Hawk Attack's performance this week or the finger dick pic that you put on Slack on a Monday night when we're trying to make fun of Irish puddles. I was appalled. I didn't realize I was like, is my nail dead? Oh my God, it's a dick. So strong, strong performance. Please keep it in the bag. Well, strong performance to you, sir, because there were many people that just put the old cheers up and didn't even look. It's like, uh, I don't know how many, I don't know how many dicks you have to look at to get totally desensitized by looking at a giant dick. Yeah, the, uh, the angle of my weird discolored thumbnail plus the odd uh, discoloration, the dark skin on the bottom of my thumb is what threw me off. And yeah. Did you say dark skin? <laughs> dark skin on the bottom of that thumb. I was like, that's not, whoa. I... Yeah, no, uh, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Uh, yeah. Moving I... on. <laughs> Oh, did not share with the boys. So game number four, <laughs> recap of last week. We're looking at uh, the virtual villain, Irish Puddles, versus our guy with no controversy this week, Tony <laughs> Triple Threat. All right. Well, 213 to 127. It was a shellacking. In a week where points were problematic for most of us, IP has every player but his kicker score at least 16 <laughs> points. <laughs> He's such a jerk. Mahomes gets 32 points on a gritty Sunday night game with 68 attempts. I mean, that is crazy. Jefferson, Eckler, and Kelsey are all 22 points or better. IP gets 50 from his IDP squad. Like, it just goes on and on and on and on. Tony's triple threat did have one player stick out. Nico Hardman leads the way with 25 on nine targets. Not too bad. Namar struggles without Andrews, resulting in 16 points. And this is a stack 
that has had been in the 70s multiple times you know it's typically the 40 to 50 range it's it's just crazy but you know it's, it, they're struggling the last three weeks which you know after a five and one start triple threat has dropped the last three ip who started oh and three has now won six in a row and now over 150 points ahead the next closest team for the points championship and we hear it over and over and over nobody gives ip credit <laughs> so i'm here to say i'll give patrick mahomes credit jefferson credit hopkins credit eckler credit patterson credit well played <laughs> meanwhile tony i looked at your roster before this started just hoping you could knock off Irish Puddles, and you went with DJ Jap Dallas over Devonta Foreman, and I was so upset at the beginning of the day. DJ Moore was on the bench. You went with other wide receivers. Turns out you made all the right choices, buddy. <laughs> there was no way you beaten Irish Puddles. Well, come on, though. Who would start? Who would start Deontay Foreman over DJ Dallas? I mean, well, what idiot would do that? I think Tony is playing with a different deck of cards, and he had the correct hand this time. I'd also like to give our guy, Jordan Brooks, credit. Derwin James Jr., credit. <laughs> Jesus, defense. What a great team. Travis Kelsey, credit, and good luck. Evan Patterson had a decent day. <sighs> Just saying, like. Moving on. Moving on. One thing I got to say, um, I did a little crack research. I know I'm no SOS news or Irish news, but I did, I did a little sleuthing. Um, I was able to do a little hacking into the Slack, and I was able to dig into a couple DMs that I saw from Tony Triple Threat to Gore early in the week. Hey, Gore. Great trade last week. Hey, yeah, thanks. Worked out, Gore. Tony. <laughs> Hey, I see you've got two tight ends. It'd sure be great if I could uh, trade you for one of those. Um, Gore, sure, I'm willing to trade one. I need four ones, though. What do you think? Dot, 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 ellipses. So that's all I got out of it. Um, but moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Game number five. My guy, Duck Cowboy, versus the great Products, who I'm going up against next week, so I don't want to make any fun of, because even though he didn't come out on top this week, which CJ's going to share, he's, uh, he's got some good stuff going there. CJ? Yeah, yeah, like he said, bud, 177 to 123, Duck Cowboy takes the win. Uh, with the newly acquired Mixon's 55 points. Ooh. Joe Mixton. Never that was a that was a great trade. Duck Cowboy runs away with this one early on Sunday. Cooper Cup does his thing with another 26.8 somehow. Trevor Lawrence is 18.7 is the best quarterback outing in the past few weeks and the third best for Duck Cowboy on the season. So good job there. Uh, with for products, the strong performance by Drake on Monday Night Football was his sole highlight. So he went ahead and traded him away to Hawk Attack. <laughs> Roquan to the Ravens, six points, pathetic. Uh, you know, things just did not necessarily come together for products in this one. 
Probex is in a four-week winning streak, or his four-week winning streak comes to an end. That's right. Which is a bummer because we all like products. He is the nicest guy in the league. I'm sure Electro has another point on that. DC has his first back-to-back -back win of the season. Hey yo. Gotta explain that. And you know what? It is a massive log jam for the playoffs outside of one other team. But the, there's five teams battling in the West for the playoffs. You guys know when the games start at 10 o'clock or if you're in Idaho, it's 11 o'clock. I was looking at my app for an hour before I realized <laughs> that. And then all of a sudden, your team just takes off? Like that happens barely ever. But when it does happen, it's glorious. And you're like, wait, how did we get a touchdown already? That's what happened this week. And it's incredible, especially against our guy, my guy, Prodots, who has beaten me by literally over the last six games we played, a combined 15 points, it feels like. So to give him a big old slapperooski, kissing cousins, <laughs> cousin kissing, smooching, smatching, it felt incredible. I still cannot figure out a quarterback for the life of me, yeah. but God bless Joe Mixon and the two picks that I gave up. <laughs> And whatever happened with the LTC or didn't happen with the LTC or whatever happened to me, it was incredible. Um, just good to have a victory. We all know that products is going to be tough for the rest of the way. It was just nice to have one good day. Yeah, I know how that is. Well, I used to know for a long time. Well, yeah. And PSA, the Cowboy, a great trade, great trade partner. Willing, willing to pay top dollar for something he wants. So, yeah, yeah. Talk to me. Phones are open. Yeah, yeah. phone I, lines are open. Listen, that's the only way you can make a trade in this league these days. Everybody, you know, you either gotta pay big or go home. Yeah, no, yeah. fair's not even a trade anymore. Gotta <laughs> pay over top. <laughs> Give me all your fab. All right, last game of the week was a barn burner down to no, it wasn't, but it was an exciting <laughs> matchup nonetheless. With uh, with CJ right here, Mr. Badonka Bronx versus former champ and somebody that's coming in real strong. Ooh. Our guy Endzone, CJ, how did you fare? Well, as it, no, that Endzone won 177 of 147, and this was the only nail biter of the week, and it was 30 points. So, <laughs> not an exciting week. This was the closest game yeah. of the week. Yeah, it turns out Pickham's got it right. It was, uh, I think everyone went six for six, except for half of you. Yeah, there's some, everyone went five and one or six and oh. So Endzone, Adams, finally, after three weeks, has 36 points for Endzone, figures. Endzone's uh, sole active draft pick on his roster, Ken Walker, delivers 27. Hey, but you know what? The number one stack of the week, Our Fields guy. and Mooney. We're calling that a... Waiver burger? I think we're calling that a a waiver stack. Waning Mooney. <laughs> oh, waning Mooney. Yeah, like it. it's all for nothing. But Fields had a great game. It's great to have him. You know, 170 yards, broke the record for quarterback rushing in a single game. Um, but you know what? Endzone's team's just too tough. That's it's another all-around win for Endzone. The Donka Bronx now is way ahead in waiver points. The most waiver points on the season. I don't think it's 
that's something you want, <laughs> to be honest, I think if you've got the most waiver points, you're, you're in trouble. Congrats to Enzo as being the first team in the league to clinch a playoff spot what? with five games remaining. No way. Yeah. Has that ever happened before? No, not even close. But the downside, I don't know if everyone watched it. Oh, as Josh Allen's arm came back. I, I don't know how people, all the torque, all the body weight, all the everything coming through and that elbow right there as someone grabs the football. It looked like an injury. We'll have to see if it is going to be a long-term injury. But if that happens to our guy in zone, the easy, it could affect two players pretty significantly. And we'll see how it goes going forward. I did notice that he jumped in. He picked up Garoppolo as a replacement, valid replacement probably. But he'll switch out two or three quarterbacks between now and Sunday. Senzo. Most likely, but he's clinched. <laughs> and so we'll see. I think this is the first bit of controversy that he's had with his team. Yeah. Uh, year to date. Yeah, for sure. And we'll see how this starts to happen with some of these other franchises that are look, getting close to clinching. Going forward here, injuries always happen in fantasy football. And who are they going to happen to this year? And can I just say that every team is still playoff in the playoff hunt. All, all of them? Every single team. Ooh. Uh, before you get into that, CJ, are you guys going to take some time and suss out what you're doing wrong with quarterbacks between the two of you there in Boise? Get I some, figured it out. Some... I, think, I think I've got it. I think that Russell's back this week. I'm going to stick him right back in the lineup, and things will be fine. And I'm when glad that he's got it figured out because I don't have anything figured out Okay. Okay. So I was like, so then maybe you guys will just have some time to just talk it about out loud. Like, yeah, you, you feel like you have something. What, what makes you feel that way? Or, I mean, I saw in Slack that Russell Wilson lost to the bye week. Was that not <laughs> accurate or? Well, here, that's all I'm going to say. I've been working on this. So hear me out. Let's ride. Let's ride. I don't, hey, let's ride. I'd also like to point out that I, I'm a guy that's had a quarterback have negative points in multiple weeks. So that is essentially what losing to the bye week is. But you won those games. I could have started zeros. <laughs> it didn't matter. You won. You I won both of those. Bye weeks. I understand, but it doesn't make it feel any better. <laughs> that's how you lose to a bye week is a zero bird. <laughs> yeah. All right. That is the recap for this Let's recap. Try. Everybody enjoyed it. <laughs> We want to touch on this game of the week coming up next week. Oh yeah. I mean, come on. Anyone that's listened through this podcast knows that most of the guys are going to be watching the electro hawk attack game. Oh yeah. The bitter boys from Seattle. <laughs> that's the game of the week. Let's walk. <laughs> Let's ride. You Let's pay ride. for the seat, but you'll only need the edge for this game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's it's going to be a barn burner. There's no question, but it will be an important game that sets the stage for a lot of teams. Well, and this is the the reason why is because there's a lot of playoff implications. We can cut that. Okay, so that's that's what's happening right now, and 
I think that it's all over the league and it's pretty early for playoff implications. Well, look, here's the deal. I'm going to win this week. Okay. Right. I play, I can't think about time. I know it's a weak team, but so I need, I need hawk attack to lose. Okay. Right. And I don't care what happens with electro, but I know that slumlord will lose too. Okay. So bing, bang, boom. I'm back. Okay. So are we saying, like, I know I checked some of the odds at Vegas for this game, this match with <laughs> Electro and Hawk Attack, and the Sharps have it, the first team to 102 points will win the week. It's a boat race. It's going to be, it's, I mean, it's a tugboat, but it is a <laughs> boat race. So, like you said, let's walk to this matchup. Let's walk. Let's walk. <laughs> Speaking of tug. Be careful with those pictures that are going around. <laughs> what? Yeah. Electro, that's, or no, slum. Slum, that's. that's slum the thumb? They call that's it slum borderline thumb. slum, slum the, the thumb. thumb. He's putting that one in the queue for next time. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts on the playoff, playoff implications. We covered it. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I think it's still pretty tight race i think gore can secure um you know if he, he he's in this week he got me could be in this week um irish puddles could be in this week so a lot of stuff going on out there but everyone's still in it even if this week doesn't go well there's still five weeks left so there's a lot that could happen you never know what's going to happen in the in the nfl and and fantasy so everyone's still in it I know a lot of people are trying to like, like, you know, this is kind of like a copycat league and everyone's kind of copying me now trying to say they're rebuilding or whatever, but you know, they, their teams just stink, you know? No, yeah, but I think that's a big, I think that's a big point because there are kind of, we're, we're splitting the league into like these rebuilders and the people that are going for it a little bit. And then there's a couple of tweeners, but yeah. But do you, do you think it's weird that he got me is always wanting to say he's rebuilt? He's five and four. Like, go F that guy. Like, I'd love to have two wins, let alone five. I know. We mentioned it. He he hates his quarterback so much, but his quarterback <laughs> is like number five in all. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's like he's 11th. He's the 11th highest scoring player in the league. And all he wants to do is be upset about that guy. I told you he's angry from the minute I met him. That guy was angry. Hey, he got me. I don't even have a top 25 guy. <laughs> yeah, and I don't have a quarterback. <laughs> All right, little uh, little dates and gates here. Uh, training ends. Ooh, November 19th. So week okay. from Saturday. Week from Saturday. I know the internet is a lot. It's a lot quicker when it's when uh, Duck Cowboys in Boise for trading. So everyone else is going to have to be on the snide there to try and try and get their trades in. So and got about two weeks, two weeks. Yes. And it has to be processed by the 19th. So really you have to submit that trade by the 17th, because if you do it on Friday or Saturday, it won't go through. So really the deadline is November 17th to agree submit and accept in yahoo which we all know that can take a long time for a lot of you yep yep there is and, there is clearly a lot of background back and forth that isn't being brought to the forefront 
that's getting pissed and moaned about in a Slack channel without any details associated with it. And then, then some boo-boo trade comes through. So yeah. We'll, and I'd know, recommend getting go those back trades and forth. In, in, in a lot earlier because we need the LTC process to happen potentially. Right. right. And I do look forward to turning people down that wait too long and want me to push it through for them i cannot wait to tell them no and you know and you who take, you are you take no joy in following no, no, no. the rules that's not what i said i right. said there's well there's certain people and you know and i you guys know i care favorites everyone knows that so but you could do a trade on the 20th and be fine i'm just saying like Certain people don't get that. Other people, you know, and because I, I, I'm just saying this for the record because I know people use whatever's on the podcast as a quote on how to push things through for their own ridiculous nonsense. So you heard it here first. Now you know. Feels a lot like the afterpod. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have a hard time trimming this down to 26 minutes. Not our problem. Again, we have a producer. Just just cuts out the little bits. Cut cut the little <laughs> just the little bits. Just the little bits. All right. Final thoughts on the uh, recap for this week, you guys. I'm excited. I'm excited the playoffs are here. I like actually talking playoffs. I'm I excited. agree, and I have something that's not just nonsense to say, but I've been looking at strength of schedule for all of the teams here coming in. And if you start to look at the next four games, like that's what is going to make or break a lot of franchises going forward. So who do you think has the toughest schedule? I think the products does. I agree. And it's a tough one. I challenge everyone to look at all those strengths of schedules. We'll look at that a little bit more on the next podcast. But Bye. until then. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.